Brogan, are you still Googling uh, whether or not you're having a heart attack? Yes. Okay. So what's the consensus here? Let's take a vote. I probably will be fine. Probably. I have all of the symptoms of a silent heart attack. But it's probably just heartburn or a pulled muscle in my chest because it's been going on for days. And it moves around. Sometimes it hurts up here. Sometimes it hurts down here. Yeah, you pulled your uh, boob muscle. Yeah, probably pulled my boob muscle. Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm Brogan. Not dying. Not dying. (laughs) That's Scott. I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you. If people want to listen to us, you can go to gritcitypodcast.com. That's where you can find all of the ways to download us. But also, you can just find us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, they can. Yes. 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 Give us five stars. Like all the stars, give us all of them. All of them. So, are you sure you're not dying, Brogan? Mm, now not, you got I'm me not worried about it. Actually, not sure. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. You're not I'm even getting, sweating, like, bro. You'd I be am sweating. sweating. Nah. My hand. You'd be sweatier if you he were dying. He sweats all the time, though. You'd be all right. Like you, lit- like legitimately sweat all the time. Do some burpees real yeah. quick. Let's see what happens. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not uh, yeah. actually kill him. Uh, let's introduce our guests today because this is fun. Wade Neal from the Grand Cinema and Weird Elephant. Welcome back, sir. Uh, thanks for having me and us. Yes, yes. because um, last time you had your lovely wife with you. Yes. Um, and not to, uh, well, that's an awkward segue. Um, uh, hi, David. I'm not as lovely, so. <laughs> you, uh, see, that's exactly, I didn't mean it that way, but it, yeah, it was. you totally did. Gonna that's come, where you were going. Perfectly come out it. that way. We've got David with you. Um, David, how do you pronounce your last name? Danelle. Danelle. Uh, and how do you know Wade. Uh, I work with Wade. See him, oh, see him every day, almost every day. Nice. So, yeah, They're, we're colleagues. Yeah, colleagues, colleagues. Yeah, I pronounce it colleagues. <laughs> and so, my thing. You uh, wanted to come back on, and uh, I wanted you back on earlier um, because I love talking to you about movies and all the great things that you guys do with Weird Elephant and the Grand Cinema. Just wait, and the Tacoma Film Festival. Exactly. Oh, did I? Cut? I kind you of just. Jumped. Oh, you skipped it, that man. A spoiler. You buried the lead. Went right into it. Man. Go ahead. But no, yeah, we Break had. You, we wanted to talk to you about the uh, Tacoma Film Festival because this is going to be happening in uh, October, right? That's right. We're right up on it. We're, uh, it's October 4th through 11th. Uh, so it starts Thursday, opening night, October 4th. Nice. And where is this happening? It happens all over. It happens all over. But mostly it's centered on the Grand Cinema, which is right across the street. Yeah, and we'll get into yeah. where all the yeah, other yeah, places yeah. are because it's super fun. But it'll start at the Grand Cinema, correct? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and David, you have been brought here today uh, because you are putting this together, correct? Yeah. And we, uh, we just finished putting this together. We um, just two days ago sent off the, uh, our 
printed program guide to to the printers to be printed. Ooh. Um, and so the whole schedule is finalized, and there's a um, hundred and some little under 150 films. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Films wow. that we're going to be showing. Uh, a lot of things over this uh, over this whole week of October 4th through the 11th. Nice. Yeah. This is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. What is, uh, so how are you guys starting off these festivities? Is it going to be a big grand display? Uh, which, is it a favorite movie? How is it going to be starting off? Go ahead, David. Um, for, with an appropriately titled uh, opening night film oh, <laughs> and party. Excellent. So, yeah. Um, we're going to have that. That's going to be take place at the at the Grand. Uh, that's Thursday night, October 4th. Um, do you want to say a little bit about, like, the party or the yeah. gathering? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we usually, every year, first of all, we're thrilled about the Tacoma Film Festival in general because, A, it's our 13th one. Wow. Believe it or not. And it just keeps getting better and better every year. And one of the big cool things about this year is, well, last year our director decided to go on to other uh, events in her life. And we, she's, she was sorely missed. And we were like, why are you leaving? And then we were like, oh, we have this big gap where there isn't a person who <laughs> can tell us what to do. And we uh, did a whole search over the whole country. And David is an extremely experienced uh, film festival director and programmer. I mean, we could go over his whole resume, but basically his whole life is film festivals and nice and programming films. And so we, when we saw his resume, we were like, oh, that's all he does. We better get him. <laughs> <laughs> and we were lucky enough to have him want to do the job. And so he came here. He's been in Detroit and Ann Arbor and Los Angeles and, and oh, taught damn. about film. And he's a professor. And from and he was most recently at CalArts teaching about film. And, and so we were super thrilled that he wanted to come up and move to Tacoma. So, like, you guys are all about things going on in Tacoma. He was like, oh, I kind of like yeah. what's going on here. So anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is my first year. Um, really? Yeah. Super excited. And, um, but like uh, the thing that, uh, you know, I was, I was really, you know, and I think the predecessor, Laura did a really great job. She was here for five years and, you know, I think, um, really kind of helped develop an audience and there's already a strong audience for cinema, you know, centered around the grand cinema. And so here in Tacoma, so it's it's pretty exciting that there's I think people that will be pretty receptive and interested and excited about the kind of films that we're going to be bringing in for for this week of uh, the Tacoma Film Festival. Excellent. And where can people find uh, tickets and information? The easiest way online for them to uh, find out all of that. Uh, TacomaFilmFestival.com Oh, nice and easy yes. And Facebook and things mm-hmm. And Twitter and things like that too Absolutely but yeah, yeah, we have passes on sale We can talk about all that later But Nice but, but. Yeah, so we're starting off uh, Thursday It's um, with the uh, opening party And then the opening night film uh, Which is called Prospect I don't know if you guys have heard anything yes. about this Yeah, so, yeah that was the one we were just talking about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've been stalking you guys on, on YouTube okay. I'm like a YouTube dork And um, yeah, Prospect got me I think I watched that the, the preview thing for that like four times It, it looks really Really good. That's right in my wheelhouse for movies, right? Cool. Like the science fiction kind of drama action adventure thing. You would love it. I think both of you guys would love it. All right. It looks what, really cool. So yeah, you just said science fiction drama, but give us a little bit of a rundown on it. Well, it's a independent film. Uh, it's you know fairly fairly low budget, uh, especially compared to like um, yeah. I mean most science fiction films, you know. Um, 
So it's made by uh, two Seattle-based directors, uh, young guys, um, Chris Caldwell and Zeke Earl. And they had, they had made like a short 14-minute film a few years back, which uh, was screened here at the Tacoma Film Festival. They were part of uh, what was called the 25 Filmmakers of Independent Film that the uh, festival was bringing in oh, okay. uh, every year. It's like this kind of uh, special focused uh, program within within the festival, and they were part of that. So they were like already kind of out of the gate, like really young, upcoming, talented uh, filmmakers. So Prospect is their first uh, kind of feature-length uh, film, and it's it's just taking this um, kind of a couple ideas that were in the short version and then really just uh, expanding. And they, it's, a defa- it's a fantastic work. Uh, so it's, a, you know, hour, 40 minutes. Um, Jay Duplass oh, is one of the actors. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's Pedro a- Pascal from... Um, Game of Thrones, which I, I've never seen, but oh, I've yeah, heard he plays. Thrones, <laughs> yeah. He play, uh, Pedro plays the uh, Narcos. What's his name? Uh, oh god, they all have so He's many the debonair names. like. I figured somebody would know at this table. Yeah, um, I know. In, in I, Narcos, he's he's, he's one Narcos, of the, yeah. he's, he's one yeah. of the FBI guys yeah, in Narcos. Yeah. So he's, he's the, the Spanish the, one. He plays the dude. You watch Game of Thrones? I do. Uh, the guy that the mountain crushes his head. Spoilers. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, That's the only way God, I can remember. Guy's, yeah, he, yeah. You know, he's the uh, Prince of Dorne. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Oh, okay. God. That's okay. I did Prince think that, that name that was familiar <laughs> because I, I saw uh, Prospect does, did another thing that another Australian movie did that had Martin Freeman in, where it was it started off as a short and then was expanded upon. Yeah. And those are always fun to see because it's almost like a, a, a proof of, proof of concept uh, when you're doing stuff like that. Yeah. There's one other film that uh, also has a kind of similar uh, origin. Of that, which we can talk about in a little bit, but um, yeah, like so, Prospect. Uh, so this is their first film. Uh, we're really also excited because a lot of it. I mean, it takes place in this sort of forest moon, um, and it's you know it's a science fiction film, but it's also just as much uh, sort of in the tradition genre of uh, westerns of you know these this it's a, a father and daughter team that descend onto this uh, moon kind of planet. Um, which is actually the whole forest. It's shot in the whole forest, and nice. then the all the sort of studio like the Olympic Mountains, Hope yeah. Timber yep. Rainforest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's right. this sort of <laughs> it's awesome alien world. It. it looks um, like an alien world out there. And then they're sent. They're they're these sort of prospectors. You know, they're they're like extracting this sort of rare uh, kind of element unobtainium. Yeah, so, along <laughs> hey, those you know, lines. Yeah, yeah totally. along those lines. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, and then so it's a uh, it's a pretty compelling film. And then the you know I think the, the two directors kind of went the the route of maybe the sort of uh, early George Lucas uh, Star Wars, where it's like everything is just looks like it's hand built and mm-hmm. uh, aged and falling apart and and all that. And so and then they set up a studio uh, in Seattle. Nice. Um, and there's a ton of. Uh, Tacoma people that were involved in the production so it's going to be and then these these guys are going to come down for the screening and uh, we'll be able to talk with them and talk with other people that are involved in the production so it's going to be it's going to be great that'll be really cool because especially as their first film uh, people can come by and ask them questions about um, the trials and tribulations of trying to do a low budget film and especially when it's sci-fi because like you already said it's a little bit daunting when you want to possibly have a bunch of special effects 
or gigantic grandiose sets and i mean obviously the forest is going to be an awesome thing that you can fit into it and that'll be work perfect for a setting on like that but people can actually find out about what it's like for them uh, to do that and maybe it might inspire other people as well yeah and i, I mean i think that's a whole thing with uh, that's uh, that's great about the festival is that there's there is a sort of immediate immediacy and accessibility to like just people talking to the filmmakers we'll have a, a, a lot of the filmmakers with their works here and there's time you know during the screenings you know just after the film to have like q a but then the people mm-hmm. will be around the, for you know like the whole first weekend and through the week uh to just you know chat about their work um you know so that is awesome. oh yeah yeah. Well, I think that. I, well, I think that placing anything in the the whole rainforest. I mean, that can be anywhere. I mean, that could be the, the that could be in the Lord of the Rings films. That could be. I mean, it's as beautiful as any place on this planet, and it could be on many many other planets too. I mean, everything's covered in green moss, like yeah. emerald green, beautiful moss. Yeah. Everything's always moist. I didn't even know any of that Moist. background to the movie, and it just makes me want to see it. Well, more, now I right? now I, like, oh, now man. you got me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, that's my favorite place to go camping in the world. Is it so, really? Yeah. Well, and they, they've got the Lake Ozette archaeological dig site out there. What? What the? Is, oh, you don't know? No. So it was the first time that they found primitive uh, Native American tribes fishing in the ocean. Wow! It is literally the cornerstone that the Nia Bay tribe yeah. used to still allow them to whale today. Not that they really whale anymore, but I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. we have proof that we've always done this because the Lake Ozette archaeological dig site shows this is where they went and they caught whales. They bring them back. This is where they do all the butchering and, oh, wow. and where they do the launching from. So what's really cool about it is you drive out there, so you go up and around, you go through forks and you take the Twilight oh, okay, Bloody yeah, Mary so you, tour. So you, you can go and you, you hit see sparkle bay, vampires. You shoot down the coast just a little <laughs> bit and there's the Lake Ozette archaeological archaeological oh, dig site shit. which has got a three mile boardwalk you can just walk through this beautiful emerald jungle wow that's really what it is it's really? an emerald jungle it's beautiful out there oh and man. once you hit and you're just walking and everything's beautiful and everything's great then you hit this tree line that you can barely see through because everything's so thick yeah and then boom you have the, like the most beautiful version of what a washington coastline is which is mm. rocky and desolate and it could absolutely be anywhere that you needed it to be. So I think that's a place that needs more attention and everybody should go there. Attention, budding filmmakers. You too can yeah, never mind <laughs> film that, on another well, planet. It costs a million billion dollars to get out there anyway because there's nothing out there to like, what's the closest place you can stay out there? Nia Bay? Camp. You can camp. You can yeah. camp. Ooh, camping. Well, I guess it, I guess that adds a little patina to your actor's costume, right? So, no, that that area out there is just just so desolate and alone, but beautiful and covered in the most emerald green moss you'll ever see. It's fun too because you're talking about prospect, and then it just reminds me of the fact that with the Klondike Gold Rush, like this whole area was uh, center stage to uh, for the staging area, really, just to go up to that. And a lot of this whole area was built on that, so it's kind of fun. I mean, Port of Tacoma took in more gold coming out of Alaska than uh, most anywhere else except for San Francisco. Damn, you are a Settle- world of settler colonialism. Oh, man. dude, I'm well, and that's, that's Steve Dunkelberger's fault that I know all that stuff about yeah. the, the the early port system. Dude, he, his little uh, drunk tours he does, not to get too off topic, yeah. are fantastic, man. They're oh, awesome. being new to Tacoma, you should go do a drunk Steve Dunkelberger tour. You don't have to get drunk. He gets drunk. Yeah, so, I mean, you can drink, 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 too. Does. I can it's only imagine. Like, I almost want to do that just to heckle him. Dude, it's so... You can't. You can't. Dude, you he can't gets... No, him? he gets right in that perfect zone where he, if you say anything, he just... 
Dunkelburgers on you, and you're like, oh, I don't want to get Dunkelburger on again. <laughs> he All does right. it, man. All right, back to the Tacoma <laughs> Film Festival. Keep going with Dunkelburgers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, people can find out more information, tickets, and all of that at TacomaFilmFestival.com. Search for it on Facebook. Like, seriously, it's super easy. If you go to our page, uh, we'll have all the links for them as well. Do you guys have a fate? I mean, it's kind of weak for me to say this because all of the stuff that you're doing, but do you guys have a favorite movie that you're looking forward to um, audiences? I know. I just, the, the look that Wade just gave me. Did I give a look? Did I give a look? A little bit. Oh, it yeah. looked like you're like trying to process there and uh, maybe, uh, maybe not quite ready, but you don't need a, like the favorite, but a favorite. Or maybe One, something you're most excited about. Exactly. Exactly. Know? Because I'll say this. <laughs> yeah, we can. Let's come back to that one because I want to point okay. out one that we won't talk that we not necessarily yeah, okay. talk about. Okay, this is. Uh, I really like this film that David uh, selected called. Uh, it's called John McEnroe in the Realm of Perfection, and it's a documentary. You guys know John McEnroe, uh, right? Yes, the, the cursing. Well, and that's actually you know some of the the younger listeners might actually not know this, right. but he was before Serena was cursing at uh, the. Uh, officials John McEnroe made it his entire brand he was the happy Gilmore of tennis <laughs> yeah well this documentary is pretty interesting because he was you know in this particular year he was you know almost the he almost won every game or whatever so there was this French guy who was taking a 16 millimeter footage of him and he was not doing it in like sports cast type way he was just like aiming the camera only at John McEnroe for most of it and so the, and this editor and filmmaker French filmmaker put this together in a really like mesmerizing compelling way that like uh, not only talks about sports but also kind of like the psyche of like the champ of the champion in a way that mm-hmm. is displayed in a way that an American sports filmmaker would never do. So you're kind of watching this. Oh, it's almost like a psychedelic tennis movie. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a psychedelic tennis movie and you're watching it and you're like kind of getting into the head of John McEnroe and it's a little bit scary because he was yeah. a little bit wild, right? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's a fun one. That's yeah. what that's one I'm really looking forward to. And I hope everybody who likes tennis goes to see it because I think it will like unpeel the onion of tennis a little bit. That's all. Well, and it might actually uh I mean if you're not even a fan of tennis, it might get you uh it, at least not maybe interested more in the sport of it, but at least the psychological aspects of it. Totally. Because, I mean, that's one of those that they're playing for hours and hours and hours and hours. And then that's if it's a short match or a normal match. And, I mean, we've seen, there was one recently since the the, the Open is happening that uh, it was like went until 2 a.m. Like a, a match. Cool. Yeah. I know, cool story, bro. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting, you know. And actually, they uh, the line judges had to yell at one of the suites because the suite was partying too hard. Oh, Every, that's right. Everyone got that. shit faced. Yeah. And well, it was they two a.m. A- yeah, exactly. You're you watching tennis. Yeah, they could hear them it's the two entire shots, time, bro. <laughs> what kind of sh- shot game would you have? I'm sure there's a tennis, a tennis drinking one. game. There's got to be a tennis drinking game. Right? You think so? Sure. I don't know enough about tennis. Me neither. That's part of my problem. You can, drink, you can drink during this documentary, and I mean, every time he gets mad, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll drop it. 
Hey guys, it's Justin, and I'm here to talk about the Union Club down in Tacoma. This is where we do a lot of our recording now, and I'm really stoked about this. If you don't know about the Union Club Tacoma, it is a mixed-use project contributing to Tacoma's growing artistic and entrepreneurial community. It combines studio space, co-working space, office space, beautiful common areas, galleries, and an event hall in a 15,000-square-foot historic building in downtown Tacoma. This place is is beautiful. You heard us talk about it on the Surge Tacoma podcast, part of the Surge Tacoma network. And if you want to work in an old historic building, this is the thing to do. This is it's just amazing. The view is fantastic. Plus, it's a great place for you to get your work done in a casual environment, plus free coffee. If you want information or to request a tour, it's super simple. Just go to unionclubtacoma.com. That is unionclubtacoma.com. David, do you have a specific one that you're excited to um, see? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this film called Empty Metal. Um, it's going to show on the... Empty Meadow or Empty Metal? Metal. Um, it's made by... This is like also the first uh, feature-length film made by um, it's a duo Barry Schweitzer and Adam Khalil, and Adam Khalil will—he'll actually be here in attendance to talk about uh, talk about the film. It's it's this is a hard one to describe. It's uh, a kind of um, drama, some comedic elements, science fiction elements. I feel like it has the potential to be this almost like cult film in a decade's time. Oh, fun! Um, it's a political film. I'll. I'll describe uh, this is uh, this writer who uh, kind of summarizes it's a hard one to, to summarize but it says uh, it involves a discontent young Brooklyn band who are disappointed by their record label fans and themselves and they're approached by a trio of telepathic revolutionaries a native activist a Rastafarian and a European mystic who have determined that the band's apathy has peaked readying them for action following a nothing to lose but their chains logic the band is tasked with a mission to kill three men who have in the past few years <laughs> publicly shit. got that, that uh, yeah <laughs> and it does in the film uh, publicly gotten away with murdering young black men with impunity and uh they don't wow. they don't identify these three but it's the uh it's the uh the murders of uh, trayvon martin mm-hmm. um eric garner and michael brown interesting so, yeah. so it goes yeah it, like and this was, said, I was it covers like, the whole gamut <laughs> of all sorts of things yeah. there wow yeah and it's uh, it's a really wild uh films comp- with a lot of sort of unexpected elements but and i'm super excited that adam uh the director one of the directors will be here to talk about it and that's cool so it's like a really political film but it's like you know it's a, it definitely feels like it's like totally for this you very can, current moment and that's the thing is you can take the, the the current events that are happening at whatever time that you know you're you're writing the script or creating the film and and you can still tell a compelling story and still have all of those um, political elements if you want to have them in that movie. Or you can just make a popcorn flick at that point, too. And both of those on each of those sides is kind of interesting. But uh, putting in that political element, uh, it, it, it seems interesting to me on that. And I just I, it's like with a lot, I think a lot of the films that are uh, we're going to present in the festival you know like these are i mean they're it's like there's the sort of freedom of people that are working independently and mm-hmm. you know they're like you know cobbling together uh they're f- financing or self-funded for in a large part and so i think that just like frees them up to to um kind of explore things that you know if they were trying to make a commercially viable film well, uh, it just it, they wouldn't yeah. get get as far you know just so and nowadays i mean if you just look at the hollywood machine 
machine. It's all done by committee. And in order to, it's the, the capitalistic nature of the country. Anyway, if you do something with the big studio, they're going to go with what they, uh, what they know works. So, I mean, right now it's like, it's the boon of the comic book movies and they want to just please the most people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so understandable having film festivals like this really gives you a chance to see something out there that it's people who are putting it out there who know that it might not make, you know, you know, a billion dollars. But what they want to show is that they have the chops to create a movie that's still compelling Mm because you can do that. And it's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. We're all about inventiveness or, or honoring that inventiveness and new ideas at the film festival. That's a big part of it. And also parties, because I know that you are having, you had the first party, you talked about that one. Now, for the opening party, is that like, is that black tie? Is everyone going to have to wear their, uh, I want to say Sunday best, but I guess the black tie is above the Sunday best. Yes. It's actually, you know, all the colors of the tie. No, I'm just kidding. It's just like, (laughs) the, uh, no, no, it's really casual. You can come. It's it's a total come as you are. You know, it's not like, it's at the theater. It's in the lower lobby of the theater. We will have, uh, it's a little bit more expensive of a ticket unless you have a VIP pass, which is a very good deal. Oh, so there are VIP passes Yeah, yeah. So if you get a VIP pass, you can go to anything, basically. Almost uh, everything. And that's only, if you get it now, it's uh, 125 bucks. And so if you're going to go to 10 movies and then you get into the parties that have food and drink and stuff like that. So that's a deal yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to be, you know, somewhat catered with appetizers and there'll be a no host bar and things like that. And, and, uh, it's, everybody has a ton of fun. We'll have a DJ and music afterwards too. So, Super fun. Yep. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fun party and that'll launch off. And then we have a closing night just to jump to the end. We have a closing night mm-hmm. party. I'll talk about that movie too. Uh, we're, we're really excited. Do you guys know the band, the Sonics from Tacoma? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Okay. You do yep. some, yes, some no. <laughs> yeah. No? I, know. Okay. I, I don't know what I've, it's I've come seen up. Well, some people say, some people I say the Sonics, right? And they're like, Oh, I have a Sonic shirt on or something. And they'll say like, you mean, why is your <laughs> when I first, when basketball I f- team? When anyway. I first read the email, I was like, Oh, you're going to talk about the Sonics. All right, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. The band Sonics. Okay. Yeah. There might be listeners out there who don't though. Right. So, Let's talk about them. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So back in the 60s, uh, there was a sort of uh, weird uh, mix of loud rock and roll music with kind of like, you know, rock and roll R&B stuff from the 50s, like Little Richard and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of really uh, great uh, African-American performers who like you know white kids from Tacoma were like we wanted we wanted to be that like mm-hmm. energetic and like and 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 um, we want to take that energy and we want to do it ourselves in our own way we're in high school so we yeah. want to you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, exactly. so let's be in a band and let's go to teen dances so there was this band who uh, got together and they ca- they called themselves the Sonics and they kind of are a lot of people nowadays look back on this band who uh, broke up after a couple of years. You know, they a lot of them went to got drafted to go to Vietnam and mm. then various other stuff happened where they just broke up, you know, and then they all basically forgot that they were in a band and didn't know. And in the meantime, uh, they had people sort of advocating for the music that they made. Uh, they had a couple big singles around here that were regional back in the time, back okay. in those days when okay, yeah. it was like, let's have a regional, you know, like it wasn't like you ru- dropped a single and all of a sudden it was all across the country. You could have it like be popular only in Washington and Oregon or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So they had, a, they had a couple singles. One was, one of them was called Psycho. One of them was called The Witch. 
they were real popular. Uh, and the music kind of lived on when they reprinted them a couple times over the years. And this is, I shouldn't, this is the whole, I'm going to spoil the whole documentary. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, it is, it's a music they became, doc. It's yeah, a so they, for a lot of us, and I was in music, and uh, I, when I was a kid, you know, you know, my friend's older brother would have this record. I was like, who are these guys? And in the <laughs> 80s, like, you picked it up and you were like, these guys were from Tacoma? That's amazing. There were no bands. It was before, like, the Northwest Music yeah. Revolution or whatever and grunge movement and all that. And before anybody even, you know, you go to New York and people were like, where's Tacoma? Where's Seattle? Was it by California? You know, they didn't know anything. You know, that was a long time ago, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was just amazing to a lot of people that there was even a band of this caliber, you know, from Tacoma mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, they actually, and you'll see the, the, a gentleman named... Uh, Jordan uh, Albertson made the, a documentary about the band because he had a similar experience where he, his dad discovered this band and passed it on to him. And he, and, but nobody really like knew who these guys were. It was kind of a mystery, but they influenced, you'll see in the documentary, a lot of really, really famous and, uh, and well-known musicians who have gone on and, and really look at the Sonics as a really big influence on why they even played music. So this doc, so the documentary yeah. is called boom, which is the name of their first album. Boom. And they, um, and uh, all the original Sonics are in it talking, telling the story of the Sonics. And, yeah, we're going to have a party after that for a closing night. And the director's going to be here. Uh, four, uh, five original, four of five original Sonics are going to be here. Wow. And they're going to be here to, to uh, watch the documentary. And they haven't seen it for the first time. So That'll be interesting yeah. to see how they feel about that. Yeah. I love that. It, it reminds me of a uh, previous guest, past guest, Isaac Olson. Uh, oh, yeah. With uh, uh, Strictly Sacred, yeah. uh, which is about trouble. girl trouble. And I love it because it's the the local documentary uh, about Tacoma music. And it's, it, God, I love that one. And Jeff knocked it out of the park just by finding that. He went to a Tacoma Rainiers game and they were playing and he found it. You went to see him too, right? Didn't you go watch Yeah, yeah. I went to a, a gig, uh, I think it was like last month or so. <clears throat> they don't disappoint. They're kind of uh, older, as you can yeah. imagine. They've been doing this a long time and they did not skip a beat it was like they had that whole uh, uh audience just entranced you know nice. it, was, it was awesome I, I do have a question about the film festival though. yeah um who are the attendees are these people that are in the industry or are they just people who just like cinematic or? yeah what kind of what kind of people have been going to the uh, tacoma film festival over the years uh cinephiles People from all walks of life. We recently, I mean, it used to be that we weren't really a, a, a festival that filmmakers went to. Over the past couple of years, we've really worked on attracting filmmakers. So, like, for instance, last year we had about 100 filmmakers come to the film festival. Wow. And so, and they come because we have like panels and workshops and we have this uh, community oh, really? housing thing. Yeah, we can talk, uh, let me talk, yeah, about, yeah, we yeah. Can talk about that. But it, as far as people, I want to answer the question because <laughs> yeah, I just, sorry, sorry. I went and trailed off onto all this. There's so much to talk about, but the, uh, uh, so it's people who really, really have a passion for film and cinema and, but it's really, it's really a broad group. You have young, young people who want to see something edgy. They'll come to our late night shorts, our animation, uh, the, uh, you know, cult type stuff, or just all our shorts packages are have a really, uh, really cool variety of um, uh, kind of uh, cutting edge kind of filmmaker uh, works. And uh, then you get we have a lo- we have something for everybody. You know, we'll have uh, uh, good dramas and, and documentaries and things like that. People who really they want to see what the film world is producing at the 
at the kind of at the leading edge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fun, too, because you just talked about panels and workshops. So if people are interested in either um, continuing to grow, which a lot of these things are, but maybe even trying to figure out uh, where they can get started in filmmaking. Yeah. Definitely. There's, I mean, there's a lot of the, I mean, the, the workshops and panels are, um, I would say, as much for um, kind of visiting filmmakers as they are for people here in Tacoma or Northwest that are coming to the festival that are, you know, um, already beginning to make films or, or wanting to start. You know, there's just a lot of direct kind of information for them to, nice. to benefit by. And um, so, I mean, that's part of, I think, the... You know, the main motivation is to, to kind of be um, providing that kind of uh, space and resources for uh, artists and filmmakers here. And it's it's been fun because Tacoma has it, it, it's it's been an artsy town, but it, it, I think it's really now that they've kind of revamped downtown and continue to work on that and have the Tacoma Art Museum and everything that it seems to be pushing a little bit more toward the forefront. So you can I would imagine that people would be interested in that just to, uh, you know, express their artisticness at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Well, I just just a note about the uh, the workshops too. The uh, we have because we're a nonprofit, we uh, feel a duty to the community too, and the community of filmmakers that are. We want to help grow that and mm-hmm. and help uh, give resources to people, uh, like David was saying. And so, and not only that, the film. So the panels and workshops are actually free and open to the public. Like oh, you don't have wow. to have a ticket to those. So oh. we yes, because we want people to come and just. Uh, get whatever information they need about being a filmmaker. Maybe they buy a ticket, maybe they don't, but at least they can come and, and come to these resources. And, and uh, like, there was a couple of really great, one of the panels that David put together that's awesome is a filmmaker critic, uh, fi- uh, uh, sorry, film critic panel, oh. which has the uh, editor-in-chief of Filmmaker Magazine is coming out, and um, Charles Mudede from The Stranger, who's a mm-hmm. fantastic critic, and there's a, and there are a couple others that are uh, the uh, Lydia Aguang from, is that how you say her name? Yep. Aguang? Uh, from a journal called Clio Journal, she's coming, and it's just a, a it's a super strong panel, and uh, every one of them is really great. Uh, uh, we have like a, and then there's a technical one about hey, if you're a filmmaker and you want to caption your films for people who are uh, deaf or hard of hearing, oh yeah, you can come and well, I'll sh- this guy is going to come and tell you how to do it. It's nice. awesome. Yeah, there's all yeah, kinds super of, practical. Know, yeah, super practical stuff too. So we kind of runs the gamut from theoretical and like what's the, what's the world of you know film criticism looking like right now what's the importance of it and things like that and and really good discussion there and technical stuff too so are are those panels going to be at the grand cinema cinema uh most of them yeah okay but yeah most of them yeah there's one or two that are at a place called uh tacoma community arts center which okay is up on mm-hmm. uh it's up on um Martin Luther King and Ernest Brazel, I think or uh, uh 12th or something like that I right around that yeah, yeah yeah right around that area right across the street from 1111 Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's I, we know where eleven eleven <laughs> yeah. is. You guys kind of I thought so. <laughs> the local. I think that's how most uh, Tacomans uh, can figure it out. Just the closest bar in. Uh, <laughs> hey, on Thursdays they got a bacon wrap meatloaf sandwich that's on what? point. Damn. Every really? Thursday. <laughs> what? We gotta go there. Don't forget. We can. They do vegan tacos on Tuesday too. Shut your mouth. They we love do. Those guys. We gotta balance Fantastic. It out. <laughs> we love those guys. They're so they're so great, and they're really. I don't know. I won't go off the deep end or go off the rails, but they're really involved in, in uh, film production right yep. now. Well, and Robbie is a phenomenal artist. Uh, Justin and Robbie are, cool. are friends of ours. Yeah. And they are, both of them are very, very talented 
artists. They're the one. Incredible. They own the yeah. Valley too, right? Yeah, this yeah. this yeah. is a Valley yeah. shirt. This is a. From is that, it? Yeah, this is that one dude we went and saw last time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not a Valley shirt, but that's where oh, I got it. I was it. like, it's like, like wow. yeah. Yeah. it's a band from the Valley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what, so I hip. I don't even know what it is. Nope. <laughs> Hipster outlaw country. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I know it's outlaw country. It says it down at the bottom. Oh, good job. Somebody doesn't read his own damn shirts. I told you. Hey guys, do you like board games? Do you like miniature games? Do you like card games? Do you like any kind of game that doesn't require a battery in it? Well, let me tell you about our partner, Wizards Keep Games and Renton. They're up there at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. Go up there, check them out, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. They've got nightly events, they've got magic tournaments, they've got board game days, they've got specials, they've got all kinds of stuff. Go in there, and if you make any purchase over $20, you get an entry into a drawing. Ooh. Good for $100 in-store credit if you win. Oh, dang! It is announced at the end of every month in the newsletter, and I heard the owner is pretty awesome. And I also heard that the employees are all right. So, get in there, check them out, have a good time, support a local business, and learn about games. Where can you find it? Online? Oh, yeah. WizardKeepGames.com. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, I think there's, yeah, there's Twitter and there's an Instagram. Perfect. So, get it. Wizards Keep Games. Yeah, them. Again, it's Tacoma Film Festival. Tacoma Film Festival.com. Yes. A little excited there on Not that Festival. Festival, yeah. Tacoma Film Festivus for all of us. <laughs> um, now, you mentioned uh, in the little notes that you uh, sent to me that there's going to be virtual reality. Is this true? VR? You tell me. I don't know, because I love VR. I, even though it makes me want to puke... Almost every single time I have I literally I have a Vive at home And uh, I can play Like any game Where it's like Stationary But as soon as I move I almost immediately Vomit But So your house Is a mess right now It's kind of gnarly <laughs> Like it's It's set up in the bar Where we've got carpeting So I try not to play Anything uh, too bad on it But will there be VR? There will I, okay. I'm not David. sure If there's any Puke inducing VR This year But uh, There's a real Gentle balloon ride <laughs> <laughs> That one's for, That one's uh, For maybe Maybe uh, for everyone, but especially for children, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's a range of uh, work. So this is the, will this be the third or fourth third, year? Third year, yeah. Third year that the festival is having a kind of VR program. Um, the title of the kind of exhibition, which takes place the whole weekend, um, Friday, October 5th through Sunday the 7th uh, at King's Bookstore. It's called The Velt. Um, we'll have 10 works, and they really run a range. So some of it's like animation. Okay. Um, uh, kind of a dramatic thriller that's uh you know three uh, 360 works Whoa. so um i was expecting like games and stuff but these are movies in vr yeah and that's wow. this one's Shit, called arcadia okay. flats and it's uh produced out of uh, electric dream factory which is a sort of a new vr kind of production house up in seattle how um, do they even like i mean obviously you need to have a special camera for it to yeah. shoot the 360 yeah but how do you deal with like i'm asking you maybe i hope you know but like how do you deal with like crews and stuff and like 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 doing scenes like that just seems impossible 
Well, the director and producer of that work will be here. We're having okay, actually okay. Uh, we're, no, we, because I think this is such a new uh, form. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's its own form, really. Um, and so we're going to have a, a, a handful of the directors and, and people involved in the production of these VR works that will be here just for like a hour, hour and a half long discussion. And um, that's going to be uh, Saturday afternoon at King's Bookstore. So wow. you'll be able to kind of talk through and actually have these questions answered directly of that's a trip how you know how these things get made and and then also i just have time to like fully experience these works um so yeah there's a range of works between you know these kind of fiction dramatic works animation um and uh people doing it doing interesting things sort of with documentary with uh with uh through this form so and 10 works and that's going to run all weekend at king's books and that's uh free and open to everyone yeah free how do you like that we That's like amazing free. yeah free right? it helps out it helps get asses into seats man yeah that's what you want to do you want to have people experience all this fun and then you're like hey you can also check out these movies as well and one of the, yeah one of the things about the vr that i'm excited about too is like uh, we we love games and and the what what vr can do i mean it's like going to be like the star trek holodeck pretty soon you know what I mean? it's pretty, <laughs> so, yeah it's ready player one and all of it they're already man. making people sick you know what i mean like <laughs> it's it's like a, well, I mean, it's like right in the put it put it they should do a vr game game of the zipper Puyallup Fair like you're in the zipper and then you don't have to be in the zipper I I, I love the Puyallup Fair as long as I'm not on any rides because I I literally I mean this is to show why I'm so bad at uh, VR and just any of that motion stuff I vomited on the Ferris wheel so much vomit Lots on the of Ferris vomit. wheel? On the Ferris the wheel. The gentle one. The gentle one, yes. Well, it was my stepdad's fault because he gave me an onion burger right beforehand. That was like a million years ago. It was, and I have not forgotten. You think you I'm going to for- forget that shit? You wouldn't. No. I filled the little bucket you put your feet in, and we were on the top. Oh. Yeah. Also, it was like dripping down up here. Yeah, it was. It really oh. actually was. Oh. And they were letting people off, and it was like you. just one at a time. It was like, like, I was like I hate eight. little you. I was little eight, you man. Sucks. Well, yeah, you're not wrong, but it was like not that I had anything to do with it. Just onion burger Shitty running down. You. People, yeah. oh, you're gross, Justin. Oh, God damn it! Well, we're weirded out. <laughs> you're weirded out because I get motion sick. I'm just afraid of your house now. I'm not. I don't puke anymore. Everything. No, no. You just said you play VR up. and you puke instantly. I, he yeah. It up. yeah, I've learned mm-hmm. my limits, mm-hmm. Brogan. Mm-hmm. You shit. Whatever. I'm having a heart attack. Leave me alone. Yeah, I know. You're over there just sulking, dude. I'm like googling shit. And, <laughs> like, you know, at the end of the day, I think I'm gonna be fine. I think you'll be fine, probably. You know what? Then know. you can go see some movies in about a month. Won't that be fun? It will be fun. Yeah, it will be. You be my date? Probably. I used to be your date, then you went and got married. Yeah, I know. Helpful. Yeah, you got married too. Twice. We can. Yeah. In that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Three mean, times. Okay, okay, Three yeah. times. It's tr- third time's a charm. Yeah. yeah. Marriage. <laughs> he Marriage. doesn't even know how many times he's Is been married. Is that going to be its own episode? <laughs> Three- <laughs> it's a recurring theme. We can least. all take all of our wives and we can all go to this uh, fun, fantastic event, you dorks. I don't want to take my other two wives. They sucked. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. David, Wade, um, seriously, thank you guys so much for being on here. Is there anything else you guys want to throw out to our listeners before uh, we uh, finish this up? Oh, man, there was so much to talk about. We didn't even get halfway through. Okay, what, so yeah. what else then? What are we gonna, wait, let's do one more, oh. one more thing. That we okay. talk about. Uh, this one's special. We're, we're going to show 16-millimeter film program Ooh. at 
um, the Pythian temple. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Steve Dunkelberger. Steve Dunkelberger. Speaking of him, have you been into that temple? Yeah, we went. Oh. We went to check it out, and uh, they're great, and they're really excited. Uh, we're gonna. It's. It's a. Uh, kind of special program of like artists made works experimental abstract uh wow. independent documentary runs the range for the last 50 years out of this uh, uh independent uh film distributor uh called canyon cinema in the bay area and they just celebrated their 50th anniversary and so we're just taking um kind of a survey of like it'll be about uh, i think 11 works that are you know running from the 1960s to the present but they're going to be shown on 16 millimeter, so it's like film, film. Okay, that we're going to be projecting in the in the uh, forget the name of the room. The, I forget too. The Grand Lodge. The castle. The castle room. Castle room. Yeah. Castle the, room. Uh, the Knights of Pythias Lodge. So it, is that the big room? And that's going to be yeah, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. That's going to be the Ooh. Wednesday, um, October 10th uh, at 7 o'clock in the evening. Nice. That is, is that in their big room? The big? I think so, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure it is. It's, it's yeah, going to be that special will be or something. The super thematic on that, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. even speaking of Game of Thrones. Yeah, because he was, saying, <laughs> he was saying that that screen comes down, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did yeah. mention yeah. that. That's yeah. what we're using. Oh, man, that place is beautiful. We're bringing in a special, you know, very bright, uh, powerful 16 millimeter projector for this. So, so yeah, what's the difference between 16 millimeter film as opposed to? I mean, obviously the digital that we use now, or even just the normal film that was used uh, previous to that. 16 millimeters. It's a smaller gauge than the 35, and mm-hmm. it was uh, favored by um, like independent filmmakers and artists just because it was like a lot uh, less expensive ah, to make. Okay. But it's like better than the. Uh, Super 8 kind of home movie mm-hmm. gauge, you know. Nice. So okay. it was like something that a lot of independent filmmakers and people that are just sort of working as like film, film as art, uh, were using that as a form oh, format. Nice. That is awesome. Again, yeah. people can find tickets and information at TacomaFilmFestival.com. Wade, David, seriously, thank you guys so much for yeah. spending some time with us, hey, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com.